is intended for mature audiences only, so your mom is definitely invited. Sometimes controversial, always engaging. It's the podcast that lets your voice be heard. It's the podcast that shouts you out. It's time to holler. Can you dig it? I could eat a unicorn one day through a Pop-Tart. I like... Tester shooting. You like the jizzy part? Yeah, I like the way it explodes. You like it? And to swallow it down. Oh my God. Your tweets, snaps, Facebook comments, and even phone calls. Holler any way you want. They used to give kids opiates to keep them quiet. This is much less offensive than that. (laughs) JD, Brian, and Gracie. Holler at your boys. Amen. What is up? We are so excited to be with you this evening. I have to say, Gracie, I'm proud of myself this evening. That was the fastest I've ever, bam, 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 shared the show to both our Holler meme page. Because, by the way, we have a Holler meme page. So for those of you that might be watching the live show for the first time, you can find our meme page on Facebook at facebook.com slash official holler. And this is Facebook.com slash official holler live. So we really separate our live podcast from the goofiness that we provide you all week long. Our meme page, by the way, has like 8,000, 9,000 followers. It's something really silly because we're really silly. But anyway, we've got a great show this evening. And uh, all silliness aside, wow, we've got a really interesting topic for everyone. It's so interesting. I took the Viking horns off. and I'm not even fucking with those tonight. Um, what? I'm not even fucking with him. That's serious. Yeah, that's how serious I am. I'm in my PJs on my couch. That's how serious. We've got Brenda Nicholson. She's a former, I want to get this right, fundamentalist church Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints Mormon, a former member. Um, It's a very interesting situation with that. I can't wait to ask her a thousand questions. Brenda, how are you this evening? Doing good. How are you? I'm doing very well. And where are you uh, streaming from right now currently? Um, I live in Vancouver, Washington, just across the river from Portland. Gotcha. That is like as far away from Holler Nation as you can get. And that's what's so great about this show. I mean, we get people from not all over the the country, but all over different different countries as well. So it's really cool. We can pull someone from the coast like you. We've got plenty of uh, viewers that come from the West Coast, by the way. They'll pop in and say, hey, but... uh, Thank you so much for making the time for us this evening because I know that it's a different time over there. So uh, we really, really appreciate you. Be here. We've got Miranda out there. She says, I'm pumped for this. We're pumped for this. Gracie, what is up your way? Give us a life update. Oh, How's things going? What a life update. Yes. Do you please. guys really want a life update? Because yes. I'll give you one. Yes. Because COVID fucking hit the Graves household a second time. Hello. Hello. It's my little COVID cootie kid <laughs> that brought it in the house again. How many times so can these small children just keep catching God, COVID over and over? This is stinking worse. worse. Is like, that I'm gonna... putting her out. I'm done. Get out of here, <laughs> COVID cooties. Bye. See ya. You're going to keep her out, out in her little house. It's like her. Uh, yeah. you know, I don't I've got a shed out back. I'm literally <laughs> going to put her in the shed. I'll the give her some shed. food. It's so a cootie gonna shed. Go, it's going to be the COVID cootie shed. <laughs> So did you, kid. Yep. does she, uh, is, is she old enough, Gracie, for those that don't understand your situation, is she old enough to like understand what's going on with COVID and does she feel like horrible that she caught it again? Like, does she feel bad as in like scared or does she just like in little kid world? And doesn't even no, care? she's old enough. She knows what COVID is. She knows it's not safe and you can get sick. Like other people have died from COVID people that 
we all know. And, but she gets, she knows, and she knows she can't go anywhere until Thursday. And she's really pissed off about that because she doesn't get to go bowling tomorrow because Saturday is bowling. These are fair kid concerns. Actually, I would be concerned about these two. I'd be like, damn it. No. Bowling is Saturday is a bowling day. And, but I told her, I said, well, it's going to be me and you and a lot of TV this week. She said, yes. So she's we've not got we've got holler viewer Andy in the house, aka the artist known as Jonathan. He's the man, very talented guy. Andy, thank you for uh, sticking out with us this evening. Andy, this is going to be a show that you want to stick around for. Um, I bet you're going to have questions for for Brenda here. And oh. um, before we go into all that, uh, guys, welcome to welcome to holler. Uh, we are proudly powered by Camo Complete Energy. More on them at the end of this show. If you guys would like to win some Camo Complete Energy, I'm going to give you the chance to get some for free right now. All you have to do is hit share on this live video, share it on your Facebook wall, take a screenshot of that share and DM us your mailing address, we will mail you some Camo Complete Energy shots. We'll give you a little variety pack. We want you guys to taste these. Um, these are a local company here in Huntington, West Virginia, um, but they've got a they've got a national footprint. So uh, coming to a state near you, they are they are getting further and further Midwest as we speak. They're in Chicago. We'll mail you some too, Brenda, if you like caffeine. Oh, caffeine's awesome. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Now, hey, would they would they let you have caffeine when you were um, you know back in the day? Before we get into all this, would they let you have caffeine? So the mainstream Mormon LDS Church, they do not. Well, they're against mm-hmm. coffee. I'm not sure about all caffeine, but in the FLDS, they, it was no big deal. We had coffee. We had, I drank Coke. I mean, they started changing the rules to be a lot more strict, like on sugar and stuff, but they weren't against caffeine. Interesting. Interesting. Well, we, we're going to ask you a hundred questions coming up next is your segment. Um, we'll follow that up with a little segment called shots fired. Obviously we're going to play around with holler nation. They had, they had an, a fun little poll out there uh, this evening. And, uh, and then finally we're going to play family feud and we'll do a camo complete energy giveaway. So people can win even more camo complete energy. Cause we want everybody to taste these tasty little shots. They come in all these different flavors. My fa- favorite is a pink one called dragon fruit. Um, but uh, these are, these are natural ingredients. Unlike five hour energy, that's um, kind of just a chemical taste. These taste really, really good. Anyway, enough of that. Gracie's going to lead us with a toast. Guys, if you're drinking out there, uh, raise your glass. Gracie will lead us in the toast. We'll get this thing moving. Here's to friends and family who know us well, but love us just the same. Cheers. Cheers. Link up at officialholler.com. Ah, 7-Up is so yummy. All right, guys. So we've got... Brenda Nicholson here. She's out on the West Coast right now. She's made some time for us. She is a former FLDS Mormon. For those that have no idea what we're talking about, please lay that out for us and talk to us like we're children, Brenda, please. Please. Okay. The FLDS believes in all the original fundamental doctrines of the Mormon church. So they still practice polygamy. Um, They're still extremely racist. And... Um, very conservative, very isolated, very controlling. Um, so basically if you could go back in time to the beginning of Mormonism, this, that's the way we lived. And so for those that like, don't maybe don't know a lot about religion or, or are afraid to ask, I'm going to play it. Average Joe stupid, because that's what I am when it comes to this, although I'm extremely curious for those that don't know, you know, if when you say Mormon, this is not the the standard Mormon uh, 
little group that comes to my door, knocking on my door, or 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 That's the Mormon, or the, or right. the Mormon or the Mormon groups that we that we read about so often. Um, this this is a different group that practices polygamy and um, and other things like that. Correct. Yeah, they went their separate ways, and basically, the mainstream church that have, that send out the missionaries that come and knock at your door and those things that have the the Salt Lake Temple, they have changed their doctrines and moved away from some of the original stuff like polygamy, um, the ban on you know the race ban, um, and several other things like that, and they've kind of shifted and. The group I was in, like, stayed true to all the original stuff. So they're not the same thing. They have mostly the same doctrine. But it's more about what we actually, what each group practices. Because the mainstream Mormons still do believe in polygamy in the next life, just not on the earth. <laughs> Interesting little twist they add in there. So do you, would you say that the mainstream Mormons then, um, do they, do they look at you or, or look at this former group with a negative eye? Do you think? Oh yeah, absolutely. And both groups get very upset if you try to tell them that they're the same, that have, they have similarities. Um, and yet they're both much more alike than they want to admit. And, both think the other is apostate and wrong. So it's always a power grab, power trip, you know, who gets to be in charge and, and have all the power. So interesting. And, you know, I, I was doing a little bit of reading up, of course, before before we did this. And isn't like isn't the founder of, of the FLDS in prison right now? Is that is that right? Prophet is, yes. The not the founder, but the man who is at the head, the, the prophet, he is in prison right now. And that's Warren Jeffs. Um, he was my high school, my main high school teacher when I was in school. That is crazy. So you knew this guy, obviously, personally, and uh, yes. just to know that he is in prison. And I mean, if, if I'm reading this correctly, like it's, it's not pretty either. He's in prison uh, and it's for sexual assault, uh, even, even of a minor possibly. Does that sound correct? Yes, absolutely. Um, he was always very, very meticulous about keeping records. And so he had very carefully kept records of all of his marriages. He had like 70 or 80 wives. Um, <laughs> a dozen of them that were underage. I mean, we're talking 12, 13, 14, 15 year olds. Um, and he recorded himself um raping her his 12 year old wife in the temple basically um and so that's what what finally did him in you know they the authorities got hold of that and so yeah he that'll deserves definitely it. do it that'll definitely do it hey miranda out there says i did a whole report on warren jeffs in high school i am fascinated so miranda how crazy is this to meet someone right here on the screen that just knew that guy personally that was her teacher that just i mean i am just mind blown by that and you know going right from that uh brenda how does this group avoid what i would feel like would be constant legal action what about things like taxes aside from the aside from the uh, polygamy and what has to be tons of uh, underage assault you would have to think uh, I guess from the outside how do they avoid all this 
So, um, honestly, I wondered that a lot when I first got out and started to understand, you know, what actually was going on in my former life and what the laws were and everything. And um, I came to realize that the what the real problem is, is they, for the most part, stay based in Utah. And Utah is very much run by the LDS church. And because their doctrines and beliefs are so similar, they're actually quite a bit protected by the LDS church because the church won't allow there to be a, a legal precedent set that could come back around and harm them. And so they get away with a lot. They're, they just aren't prosecuted. You know, polygamy has been illegal ever since the beginning. And the attorney general of Utah, just his policy was they wouldn't prosecute it. But they also don't prosecute the rest of the laws that are being broken. And they break a lot of laws. So it's they always, you know, trot out the, the religious freedom card and get away with pretty much anything as long as they stay in Utah. So that was Warren Jeff's mistake is he actually got convicted in Texas. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Well, so what was he doing in Texas? Was he was he spreading the word? He was um, building a new, you know, a new Zion, a new community away from where the community was. And um, part of what I'm told, part of his motivation for moving there was they had a very young age of marriage age you could legally marry at like 14 down there and then when he moved in they changed the age to like 16 or something but and it's not necessarily that they i mean religious freedom the people down in texas are still quite conservative and everything but this was a different brand of religion you know in in texas they're mostly like baptists or or um much more like Bible believers, less Book of Mormon. So they didn't like having somebody come in that was going to, you know, potentially try to drag their children into marriage. Yeah, that's wild. And, you know, I would like to actually, that's that's a good little outline that we have there. And I would kind of like to start from the beginning with you. We don't have to go insanely deep. I know that you have a uh, the documentary that's out that you uh, linked me to. Did you make this documentary alongside with someone you, you edited that, correct? Um, it's, I took a class, a college class at the okay. university of Utah and we had a little team in the class that we made that documentary. Gotcha. So, yeah. And that's out on YouTube and, it, and it's called, if this is heaven, give me hell. Um, yes. And it's, it's super fascinating and it's an easy watch guys. So those, those that want to watch it, how many, have you like peaked at that lately? I forgot to even look at how many views that was at. Is that at like a million views or something? And the main one has over 2 million views. Oh, it's wow. in a few places, but yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Um, so anyway, hold on. We have something from Holler Nation right here. Um, she Miranda out here. Let's put this on the screen. She says, if you're open to talking about your past, I'd love to know how your personal relationship worked with your husband slash other wives. I mean, I just can't imagine. So, um, my parents actually converted, so I was, we were like first generation, and um, 
my husband's family also converted the same year. So both of our families were first generation. And generally speaking, unless you are, you know, among the elites and have the right last name, then you don't get added upon or, you know, given plural wives as young. And then Warren Jeffs was arrested and there were no, no more marriages after that. So I lucked out and never had a sister. Um, but that doesn't mean that polygamy didn't affect every minute and every, you know, it, it's always there. You never know when your husband is going to bring home another wife. And I, you know, my dad has three wives. His dad had three wives. And my older sister was married to one of Warren Jeff's half brothers. And they ended up with, he had four wives eventually. And polygamy is a horrific thing. And it, it makes it so you can't really have a healthy relationship in your marriage, even if you don't have plural wives, because there's always that that idea that you're going to have to be willing to share your husband and it prevents you from feeling like you dare get very close because it's too hard knowing you're going to have to give it up, you know? That, yeah. That is so hard to wrap my brain around. And why do these things always end up with, why is it always the men that get multiple wives? Where are the, where are these cults where women get multiple husbands? Why is it always the men getting multiple wives? Yeah, you know, patriarchy is a is a terrible thing no matter what, but when you throw polygamy in, it gets far, far worse. Very well said, actually. So listen, this is a, a weird little sub into this, but I do want people to know, people that are tuning in now or whether they're listening on Spotify later, because um, let's give some comic relief here because this is funny. I mean, here, let me hit a, let me hit a soundboard. Well, we're down yonder on the Chattahoochee. It gets hotter than a hoochie. So if you guys, uh, if you guys were curious how how Brenda came to be on the show, since she's all the way on the West Coast, and you know, uh, such an interesting story that's so different than ours. Um, I actually met Brenda in a funny Facebook group, and what I love about this, before I even go into this, is this just shows you I already knew that she has the sense of humor that's right for this show, and would be interesting enough to to ask questions. And she's not going to be uptight about it because we're in this a comedic relief Facebook group called. That name isn't a tragedy, it's a murder. And tragedy is spelled T-R-A-G-E-D-E-I-G-H. Kind of poking fun at all these modern names, like the, the uh, I, I can't even think of them right now, but like all these names that end in E-I-G-H. And so it's just a funny group where people share funny names they run across, whether it's their kid's classroom, or maybe they've got a sister, or maybe their own name is funny, and they're like, roast me, right, Brenda? They're, they're like, posting the group, and they're like, just roast my name. Is my name a tragedy? Roast my baby names. Roast my baby names. That's, That's what it's mostly about, yeah. Day. Here's a list of, that's exactly it. Here's a list of baby names, roast them. So anyway, uh, Brenda had responded to something in the group and uh, we should just go right there with that because you, you basically listed, what was it? All of your, um, your siblings names. Is that what it was? My siblings. Okay. And so you, you popped off with this and I was like the first comment that said, now, wait a second. Like <laughs> I'm, I'm extremely interested. Most people were laughing at your comment because it was funny, but I was like, I have like a hundred questions now. How does this happen? And then this whole ball got rolling and I was like, you should be a guest on the podcast. And now here we are. So that being said, your siblings names, explain how those are made in this culture and, and why that was funny for this group. Okay. So it's like tradition that you, your first daughter 
you name some kind of mashup of your name and your husband's name. And then my mom, they got married, you know, out in the world. They weren't part of that. So they didn't do that. But when my dad's second wife, her name is Kathleen. So when her first girl was born, they named her Valine. My father's name is Vaughn. So that was Vaughn and Kathleen together. And then she went ahead and named all of her five girls ending in lean after her. So she had Lillian, Eileen, Angeline, Sherilyn, and um, I can never remember the last one. But they call her Wilty, which is really weird. Mm-hmm. Crystalline. Her name is Crystalline. And I never particularly cared for my other mother, but, you know, she ended up having 10 kids. My mom had 10 kids. She has five girls and five boys. Oh, and she kept having girls. And I was like, you know, you're going to run out of names. And so I thought that I'd be very helpful and give some suggestions. And so I told her, you know, that she could always go with gasoline and Vaseline. <laughs> <laughs> and she didn't really appreciate my suggestion. <laughs> this is exactly how you ended up here. This is exactly how you ended up here because what an interesting, you're so interesting because you were a part of something so serious and scandalous and honestly awful. What it feels like on the outside is just awful. There's no other way to say it. And not only that, but you're out on the other end and you're hilarious now. So uh, I'm so glad, I'm so glad to be talking about this with you. Okay. So um, what about, what about things in this culture, since they keep everything so close-knit? I, I know in your documentary, you talked about, like, you packed the family up at one point and you left. Well, I have instantly thought, where do you guys buy vehicles at? Where do you buy things at, like large items, like vehicles that you need loans for and things? So, um, you know, the vehicles that we had, we owned from before. I mean, they, they just go to the dealership and they'll buy a vehicle and they get loans and stuff. Um, in the last few years we were there, things got super crazy. And like you would, um, they started to have the United order where the church owned everything. And it's like communism at an extreme scale. Um, but you know, we had vehicles, we had actually almost paid them off and then we took out loans on them so we could give more money to the church um and for the most part you know the men went out and bought any big items and for a while even it was men doing most of the shopping so that the women weren't out in the world among the evil gentiles yeah Uh, god forbid that happened right god forbid get the women out in the sunlight and you know freedom and all that they might like it too much and not newspaper that that contradicts what the church is telling you and you might start having questions, you know, true. true. Well, there's, there's a good question. How about like the internet? Is that just banned? Is internet not a thing? So we had the internet and of course, you know, there's a lot of warnings. Be careful. Don't like, I thought YouTube was like the wickedest place you could go. If you were on the <laughs> um, and then they, outlawed the internet it was like nobody should be on the internet and they had certain men who got a special dispensation to be like the go-to internet guy for if you you know your business if you had to do stuff you'd have the internet guy um but after we left then we got on the internet and started looking up stuff and finding out you know at this point in time they were telling us this and now we find out that was a lie and 
And I remember thinking, you know, they kept telling us, if you go out and you were to get on the internet and see what the world is saying about us, you'd lose your testimony. And I thought, well, that's the one truthful thing they told us. And it was, you know, sure enough, there goes my testimony. But it's because it was the truth and they were lying. To us, so. Yeah, that's just, it is. It's bananas. Because can we go back to the buying? Oh, sorry, Brian. No, go ahead. No, go ahead, Gracie. Well, can we go back to the, you said that the most of the men, men did most of the shopping. So like, no, women didn't go grocery shopping or anything? For, yeah, for a while, it, they'd like, these huge families that have a couple of their sons or something. And so you'd have to make up a list and they would, if they got it, they got it. If they didn't, you were, you know, out of luck. We were living in Las Vegas for about five years and the women and children weren't allowed to go outside. And so my husband did all the shopping. Then I did not go to the store for like five years. Um, and then at the end when they were doing the United order, then a lot of what, you know, they're saying, give us all your money. The church can then have better buying power. We can get better prices. And then everybody shop at the storehouse, which was a very poorly stocked way to get anything. You know, a bunch of rotten vegetables and out-of-date canned goods and stuff like that. So it was awful. I know I saw in your documentary that you had to, at one point, like, show up with a list. Also, like, we did use these things last week. So here's yeah. like, didn't you have to do that? Like here's these back or something like that. Like we can only use, I mean, so down to you, have to, you had to make a list of everything you own. I mean, down to how many pairs of socks each person in the family had, oh, wow. how many hair ties you had. And the one that was really super creepy was, I mean, like for women, you had to list, you know, how many um, maxi pads you had. And wow. then each month you'd give an accounting and you're like, last month I had 30 and this month I only have 10 or, you know, then I bought more. And so it was this crazy level of, you know, accounting to them what you had. And if you had anything you hadn't used in three weeks, then they, were, they would tell you, well, then obviously you don't need that. And they would have you give it in to the storehouse. And then if you needed it later, you could come and ask to have one, which was another joke they never had. For, you know, my level of people, they never had things. <laughs> that, um, I, I think from the outsider perspective, we, we have a warped perspective compared to you. We were born into absolute freedom, at, at least I was, you know, speaking speaking for most, speaking for the average American. You were born, you were born into this, right? I mean, you were, this was all you knew from, a, this was all you knew from being tiny, right? You didn't know anything else. It was all I all that I knew. I grew up in the Salt Lake Valley, you know, just in a Gentile, as we would call them, neighborhood. But we were, you know, told you don't have anything to do with the neighbors. We still talked to the neighbors a little bit, but we didn't go to school. We didn't, we weren't allowed to go over to other people's houses that weren't part of our religion and so, you know, the whole world we were taught were just these horrible, wicked nasty people that listened to the devil and their whole goal was that they were out to try to destroy us. Right. And then, and meanwhile, the prophet of this whole thing has 80 wives and is abusing 12 year old girls and, you know, goes to prison. So, Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. But, you know, yeah. I, I think where I was going with this was it, it I guess the answer maybe is obvious, but I'm going to ask it anyway. I mean, it's, it's the fear they instill in you. And since it's all, you know, that's just what you believe. It's a fear based thing. Right. Because I think that like what I'm getting at is the average American is sitting here thinking like, well, if someone's 
telling you you can't even go outside to sunlight. You can't have fun. You can't have internet and all these things. People would just be like, uh, just get out of there because that's like bizarrely strange, right? But like, you know, if it's all you know and you're scared to death, then. Well, not only is it all that you know and they teach you to be afraid of outsiders and everything, but like when we left, we knew that you know, we packed up and as soon as we were out the door, they would slam it behind us. We lost all of our family and our friends and our community and our support network. And, you know, literally overnight, it was my husband and I and our six kids. And the only community we had had at that point was, I mean, they consider us dead to them. We were considered traitors to God and no one was allowed to talk to us. You'd go to the store and see people that, you know, last week were your family and friends and they would get this look of horror on their face and run and hide from you. And we knew that was going to happen because we had seen it happen when other people left, but it's a really, really hard thing to, to choose to leave when as miserable as it is in the church, you know, you're going to lose everything. Right. If scary. That's why. And so how did you choose Washington? How'd you end up there? Um, we were tired of the desert and we wanted to move somewhere more liberal. And so we looked around a few places and we wanted to go where weed was legal. Yeah. I was going to ask you, I meant to come back to this, and then we've got a question from Holler Nation out here. Uh, you said the men went out and, and purchased the big ticket items like vehicles and things like that, and that they were able to get loans. And I'm just curious, how were they able to get loans if if your whole community doesn't leave? I mean, did they have jobs? How, how is a bank going to give them a loan if they don't? I don't know. How does that work? So the men had jobs, and mm -hmm. most of them worked for companies owned by the church. And so the different companies handled things differently. Some of them paid reasonably well and then expected you to basically give back most of your money. And <laughs> what a nice day. Paying, you know, on the books that showed that they were paying you. And because they owned the companies, you know, if, if Joe over here decides he needs to get a truck, they would just doc, you know, doctor the books, print out things that, that says, Oh yeah, Joe makes all this money. And right. there you go. And that was their proof. Called to, to verify that income they're all in on it. Oh yeah. Joe makes a ton of money, you know? So it wasn't like we didn't have any money. People had jobs and, and whatever. So we, you know, and credit cards, you know, a lot of people racked up credit cards and, but it was, you know, the men did it. And there's a lot of construction companies and they'd be out working all over the nation. Gotcha. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, Holler Nation, Miranda wants to know, how old were you when your dad married his second wife? I was 20 and I was already married. And he, the the girl he was given as his plural wife was someone I had gone to school with. And that was super weird and awkward. Yeah. Uh, and then his third wife was someone that I had actually been her supervisor at a company when I was working and she was, you know, several years younger than me. It's just weird, you know, when you, your dad's flirting around with somebody younger than you. 
That's weird so, in any culture, right? <laughs> yeah. So you keep saying given his wife. So you, the wives, the plural wives have to be given to the men? Yes. Interesting. Oh, it was all arranged marriages, um, or they called it placement marriage. The prophet would decide who belonged where, and you'd get a phone call, hey, you're getting married, or you're getting another wife. Show up up here, and you get married. <laughs> you ring, ring. Hello. Yes, baby. Jeez. I was thinking. I was thinking. You know, what if someone official, you know, like a bank or someone, anything official from the outside world, had to call the house? They're like, uh, "Hi, can we speak to your wife?" And it's like, "Hello, hello, 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 hello." It's like the Brady Bunch yeah. screen. <laughs> Everybody picks up the landline phones and talks at the same time. Yeah. Um, uh, no, because in the family, you usually, you know, there's the mother that's in charge of taking care of whatever. And then there's, you know, the kitchen mother that does the meals and, and dishes and the laundry mother and the, 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 the kid's mother and the outside mother, you know, so. I love the outside mother, please. Yeah, Gracie, which mother would you be? Choose your mother. I would like to be the outside mother because mm. I feel like the inside, any of the inside things would be just too loud. So, well, so the outside mother. Choose, though. So it's, and a lot of times if you made known that, oh, I would love to be the outside mother, then. It's not happening. They they would feel like that that meant that you should be tested, and you should then be the kitchen. Leader, you know. Oh my! See now you're dulled the kitchen, Gracie. That's what you get for saying you like Whatever. sunshine. Just make the sandwiches. Oh yeah, you like sunshine. Get in there and make the sandwiches, Gracie. <laughs> yes. Holy shit! Um, what is if something is tasteless and odorless? What is that poison? <laughs> <laughs> is there? I is there a uh, is there a sport mother one that gets to like play sports with the kids or is sports just uh, banned from this culture? No, we didn't really play sports, especially not boys and girls together. And they used to some when I was younger, but that was another thing. Um, having fun, play was was basically wrong. And if you know, you got your exercise through work, and we were told that we were trying to qualify to go to Zion and that Zion was spelled W O R K. And so everybody just worked. You weren't supposed to play and fun. You weren't supposed to have fun. Fun was entertainment that you should not have had if you were having fun. So there wasn't a sports mother. No. Sports who Sorry, who hurt these people? Who hurt these people that founded this? These people that were like laying down the laws in the beginning. They're like, we we are about to make the most boring fucking thing you've ever been a part of in your life. Let's go. Let's make it a law. There'll be no fun, no music. Let's go. I mean, my God. Um, we've got another question out here in Holler Nation. Uh, Miranda says, "Do your kids have names that are a mixture of your name and your husband's name? Did you follow that?" No, we didn't because well. My mom had nine girls and one boy, and we only had one girl, but we couldn't come up with a good mixture between David and Brenda, and so we just were like, nah, we're not, we don't care. So, no. David and Brenda. Brynvid. We had some suggestions, you know, someone said we could name it Data, and <laughs> yeah. if we expand, you know, so that could have worked, but... Yeah, I immediately thought uh, Denda. You know, it's like Donda. That's Kanye's wife or Kanye's mom. You know, could you have a Denda? Um, yeah, we could have a Denda. Or um, I don't know. Ring we they were Ring all, the one. all kind of, you know, not cool. Uh, if it were Gracie and I, uh, it would be called Bracy. 
Brian, oh God. We have to make one with your name first, Brian. Give me some seconds. I'll think of it. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> um, okay, I have a question. We're in COVID times right now. And we we discussed this. You you said you're lucky enough. You you said you guys are hermits. You're lucky enough. You have not caught it yet. I just had COVID last week, and that's the first time for me, Brenda. And um, you know, I gotta say, I was very lucky. I'm vaxxed, I'm boosted. Um, and I'm extremely healthy. I have, a, I have a great healthy lifestyle. I'm very active. And uh, I don't know, it didn't affect me at all. My girlfriend, she got very sick for like a couple of days and then she was good. My parents got very sick for a couple of days and they were good, but we all got it at the same time because that's all the people that are closest to me. So that's it, it obviously passed from all of us probably. But anyway, um, you guys have avoided that. And that's great, by the way. And I hope that it stays that way. Hopefully, you know, Seriously, if you get this version, this appears to be like the weakest version of it. So, you know, Godspeed. Godspeed if you get it. Uh, I didn't even know that I had it. I only got tested because my girlfriend was sick. I would have been one of those ones that just walked around having no idea. I never had any idea that You're I had COVID to everybody, Brian. Yeah. So I just like. I, there is that possibility that we have had it and just true. didn't get tested. Yeah. Very true. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. So the question here then is. Let's use pandemic as one example, but let's think about other world world events. I'm talking 9-11, um, COVID. What the hell happens in these little close-knit uh, FLDS communities? Like, how do you guys get word of this? How do you get it explained to you? Are they just getting misinformation? How does this work during a major world crisis? Well, I very much remember 9-11, um, my alarm clock was set to turn on the news radio station there in Salt Lake. And I, the first plane had hit and we listened as the second plane hit. And of course we'd been taught our whole lives that the destructions were going to happen at any time. And that the end of the world was going to be around the year 2000. And here we are 20 years later. A lot of end of the world haven't happened yet, but as far as COVID and a lot of that stuff, it, you know, I'm sure that they're telling them this is one of those overflowing scourges. It's a judgment of God on the wicked. And, and so they've always got that spin then it sounds like, right? And the, the crazy thing is they're, they're quite anti-vax and anti-government. And so I know that a lot of people from that community have died. From yeah, that's exactly what I was going to ask next. What about uh, COVID aside? What about other major health issues or, or things like that? Do people, is there more suffering within this community than, than out on the outside world because they won't go certain places for healthcare or will they go certain places for healthcare? A lot of it is dependent on who you are. Um, there are people that are told, oh, go do whatever the doctors say and do all the treatments. Um and then other people that are told, well, you should have more faith. You know, um, I've had two sisters-in-law now that have passed away from cancer that was most likely treatable, but they're waiting on, you know, the okay from leadership to tell them, yes, go ahead and, and continue with the treatment. And then by the time they got an answer, it was too late. Or they decided to, you know, do natural cures which really just don't work with cancer um i remember you know when my kids were little and we were living down in short creek then whooping cough would go around every year and you'd sit in church and listen to people all around you these kids with whooping cough because they wouldn't keep their kids home when they were sick 
and I don't know. It's crazy. It really is crazy. Yeah, that part is is super scary. Okay, so all of this being said, are you done with religion forever, or do you still dabble? Yeah. What's up? I, you know, when we first left, it was a very confusing time. Um, my whole life had been devoted to and built on this foundation of this religion. I believed it completely, and I, you know, I followed the rules. I did all the things, which is actually part of what helped me be able to leave because I was like, no, I, it's, I did it all, and it didn't work. Instead of thinking, oh, if only I'd been more faithful, if only, you know. But so when we left, it was like, and I realized that Warren Jeffs was actually in prison for a good reason. And I was shocked at the things he was doing. I, you know, the whole foundation you built your life on crumbles. And I picked through the pieces and I, okay, something would come up and I think, well, do I even believe that anymore? Should I believe it anymore? And at first I was like, is it even in the Bible or the Book of Mormon? You know, is it scriptural or is this just something they made up? But it didn't take very long until I simplified it a lot. And I would just look at whatever belief it was. And I thought, okay, does believing in this and especially, you know, applying it to my life, is it going to hurt anybody? Is That's it really hurtful yeah. to anybody? And it made it really easy. And there was very little left after that. It's like, who cares what other people are doing? My whole thing is don't hurt people, you yes. know? And I've told my kids that the way I see it, I also thought, okay, but people ask me, well, don't you believe in God? And it's like, well, I gave God 40 years. <laughs> and I don't think he believed in me, but I thought about it. I thought, okay, what kind of a being would God have to be for me to, for it to be somebody I would worship, you know? And what I came down to is that I intend to work hard, be a good person, take care of people, be kind, be compassionate, be honest. And when I die, if there's a God, if that's not enough, then, you know, that's not a God I'm interested in anyway. And all I know I have is today. And, you know, who knows? People are like, well, when you die, you're going to find out. I was like, well, if I die and the God that I was told exists is the God, I've got questions for him. He's going to have right. to answer. The first one. So, no, I feel like I had enough religion to last several lifetimes. Oh, I am so I, I think that you should. I think that you should gladly be released from the from the religious yeah. reins, Brenda. You have mm -hmm. suffered enough. Um, I, I really, I think that that was very well said. And honestly, I couldn't agree more. Uh, everything that you said actually mirrors my exact thoughts. I just want to be a really good person. I don't want to hurt people. And um, any religion um, that makes people believe they should do certain things or judge certain people that aren't like them, fuck that. I want to be surrounded by people that are different than me. Um, that's 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 the way it works. By the way, speaking of the human condition here, um, before we move on, I just have to say I love the human condition so much because here you were born into this. You didn't know anything else but this. Not only did you make it out, you're just so normal and easy to talk to and you're funny with a good sense of humor. It's not like you're like super, you know, strange or awkward around, you know, anybody. You're just as easy to speak to as anyone that I've known. Um, and so congratulations to you for that. I think it's a testament 
to your personality and um, and just the human condition. And I love it. I love that humans can can suffer like that, but still make it out on the other side. No problem. Well, I've been out for almost 10 years and it took a while to not be super awkward and weird and backward. And, you know, it was it was a big it was a big adjustment. It was a whole different world being I out. Yeah. He, he didn't even really speak the same language. Words that we use didn't mean the same, you know. And you start talking to people and they'd be like, I have no idea what you're <laughs> time. But yeah. Not everybody makes it out as um intact. So Yeah, you're you're exactly right. It it seems actually from the outside, I feel like Almost impossible. It feels like an impossibility that someone would come out seemingly as normal as you do. That's what's so mind blowing about it. Miranda out there says, Brenda, I really like you. Um, I agree with her. And I'm so glad that we have you on here. I'm so glad that you answered our 100 questions. Um, we're about to move on uh, to a little bit more of a humorous part of the show. Let's have some fun with Holler Nation. Gracie, do you have any questions left for Brenda before we go? No, but I need to know our ch child's name would be Bracy Ball, and I'm not okay with it. So let's <laughs> not get we'll we'll scratch it. We don't even have to go run this by anyone and ask if you know, like, you know, because Gracie, honestly, if you're not, I don't know. Well, I'm sorry. I said we don't have to ask if it's a tragedy. We know it is. Oh, yes, that's, that's a tragedy. That's a tragedy. Now we don't think I can handle two husbands, so you're off the hook, right? <laughs> yeah, Gracie. To be honest, if to be honest with you, Gracie, if you were if you were my wife, uh, I would just have like ten more wives, and you would just be like wife number nine. So like, no, 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 no. I'm just kidding. No, I'm number one. I'm number just. <laughs> my um my speaker is weird on my end, Gracie. Can you hear the soundboard when I hit it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let me, let me okay we're back now okay let's uh yeah lacanda's out there in holler nation by the way said this is so interesting and by the way we never ever ever do this but i want to officially announce we have spent 45 minutes on our guest interview uh oh, Brenda, gosh, Brenda. that's crazy normally we keep it around 15 minutes but we we purposely did this with you because th the topic is just so interesting so we're purposely going to cut out a few things um i don't think we're going to do a shots fired tonight we just push that aside and we've only got one holler poll and that is mine and that's what we're moving on to next and brenda we want you to participate with us so let's have some fun here here we go Send your dick pics to Gracie at officialholler.com. And it's a joke, of course. Or is it? I don't know. So uh, Listen, if they you send them to me, I send them to Brian and JD. So send away. It's okay because they're going to have to see them too. So just send them. It's all right. One of my favorite things that Brenda said in the earlier segment was uh, she called them name mashups, like mashup names. And I thought that was like so <laughs> hilarious. You got any good mashup names in the in the community lately? Um, anyway, um, we're gonna we're gonna go with my holler poll. I'm the only one that has a holler poll this evening, and it goes like this, Brenda. I just want you to name a simple life pleasure that's underrated. A simple life pleasure. So uh, we'll read a few first from Holler Nation, but you can be thinking about maybe your answer. And I feel like you know someone that's made it out on the other side. You should have a whole list of simple life pleasures that you enjoy. That should be an easy. Oh, yeah. I'll think of that of a good one. Right. Okay. Gotcha. Um, so let's go to Holler Nation first and uh, see what they had to say. And I'm pulling it up right now. We And I'm going on Facebook, by the way. A lot of times I will use Snapchat as well. But again, we're going to skip a few things this evening just because we want to talk to you for so long. So Facebook, Holler Nation, we'll start with Kayla Bell. She says, having an actual day off work where no one asks you to do shit. I agree with that. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, 
Susie, Susan Gore, she says, waking up and checking the time, you still have hours before you have to actually wake up. And I had that same thought. I had that same thought. Um, Sophie says, taking off your bra at the end of the day. The oh, lady, what I'm talking. Yeah. Yes, it's gotta be Because for me, it's pants. Like when I get home, the second like I enter the door, the pants are off. It's like I'm home. Don't no you wear them tight ass pants, Brian? Tracy. I will divorce you like my nine other wives. Shut up. <laughs> he just wears them tight pants. He can't help himself. <laughs> he, just he likes to feel snug and secure. Okay, Gracie, thanks for the commentary. We really appreciate you for being here. <laughs> You're welcome. Anytime. Justin Justin Gore says, not having a toothache. It's only really appreciated when you have a toothache. <laughs> Honestly, that is the truth. That's a fair point. Sarah Webb says, Charmin toilet paper. Your ass will thank you for this. <laughs> <laughs> Franny Hunley, Franny Coffee Bean Hunley says, Saturday morning coffee by the fireplace in a quiet house. Shaved and exfoliated legs on clean sheets. Getting your eyeliner even. The perfect high five. <laughs> I love high five. That's a good one. Because it does suck when you miss a high five. You know, you miss, I'll, 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 I'll lose sleep over that, you know? Like, you have to like redo it every time. And then you miss worse. again and it's over. You do one of those, you go in for the awkward, like one of the guys going in for this, the other guy's got it, and you're like, oh, yeah. Damn it. <laughs> right. Um, okay. Uh, Ashley Taylor says, napkins. Man, think about the days when they wipe their hands and their hair. What is Ashley she, talking about? <laughs> has she ever met a child? Because that just happens. All anyway, of faces even though we have napkins. <laughs> um, Mo Lutz says, being able to breathe out of both nostrils. Uh, LaCanda says, sitting in, your sitting in your living room after cleaning the house to just enjoy it. I agree with that. The peacefulness of like what a clean house feels like, that's underrated. Um, Ethan says, reclining back and listening to a vinyl all the way through. He also says, the smell when you open a brand new DVD or video game. I agree with that. Um, Anthony says, the sound of rain hitting a tin roof. That's a good one. That's a cool answer. Oh, that is a good um, one. Ashley Kirkwood, shout out to Holler listener Ashley in Florida. She says, feeling the sun and wind on your skin. And she is damn right about that. Um, Rachel, a.k.a. Rachel! This is for Rachel. Rachel says, silence. It's magical. <laughs> I, I also agree with that. I do love a good, quiet time. I love my alone time and quiet time. I have to admit. Um, Rachel and I have had long talks about this. Rachel's in Nashville, by the way. Holler listener in Nashville. I should shout out where most of these people come from. Anthony was Tennessee. Uh, LaCandice and Ethan are Kentucky. Rachel's Nashville. Ashley's Florida. Um, we're all over the place, Brenda. We're all over the place. Um, I chimed in and said the smell of a new bookstore um, or a three-day weekend from work. These are all underrated. And finally, Corey uh, out there says brand new socks, fresh out of the bag. Um, so... That being said, Gracie, what's an underrated pleasure? Putting on your clothes straight out of the dryer. Yeah, you're right. Is it the warmth of it or is it the tightness or is it both? It's the warmth. Like just warms your whole body, especially yeah. like if you just got out of the shower and you're like trying to dry off and you have to rush downstairs and get your clothes out of the dryer and you just put them on and you're just warm and toasty because you're cold because you just got out of the shower yes. or like a warm blanket. Like your warm blankets fresh yeah. out of the oh out of the dryer. Oh also. I just like to be warm. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly. Uh Brenda. Oh, oh, wait, I'm not done. Oh. Wait. 
the smell whenever you like get into the beach, like that smell, the salty air, the smell of the beach. There's awful. something that just uh, smells so fresh when you're at the beach. Yeah. It's just like that ocean air. Like I just want to just like overdose on the ocean air. Yeah. Um, Brenda, what about you? When was the first time you went to the beach? So I'd been to the beach when I was younger because most of my extended family lived in in California. I was born in California. Um, but now we go to the beach often because yeah. hour, hour and a half drives. So I no love the beach. Oh yeah. Okay. So what, what about on your end, Brenda, uh, a simple underrated. Like somebody, somebody already kind of hit on it, but I'd have to say for me, after 40 years of long underwear and slips and long sleeve, long dresses that the first time I walked outside in a t-shirt, the sun and the breeze hit my skin that had never felt the sun and the breeze. That was incredible. Oh my gosh. I know. God, see, like that just sounds so deep, but you're, but you're right. And like, I don't want to like make the comparison here, but it, like, it reminds me of those like shelter animals, like, and you see them touch the grass oh. for the first time, you know, fuck. It felt like that. It really did. And I thought, you know, I had to wonder if there's something to, it just, it was like, I felt happy and at peace and it just felt so good. And I thought, is that part of why they make us cover up is because yes. it's like, keep us from feeling good because it was incredible. It yes. Was incredible. That's exactly it. Um, all right. And by the way, Miranda chimed in um, and anyone else in Holler Nation, if you uh, can think of your simple underrated life pleasure, please uh, type in the chat right now. We'll put you up on the screen. Just like Miranda here who says, my answer is the first sip of coffee on a Saturday morning. And, you know, um, I love the smell of coffee. I'm not a coffee drinker, but I love the smell of coffee. And I also love a good Saturday morning. There's something about waking up or at least if you don't work on the weekends, you know, I used to work on the weekends when I was younger, but like if you just wake up like on the weekend and you know, I've got a couple of days, I don't have to go to work. That, that relaxation that you feel underrated I'm telling you. Um, all right. So we're going to take this time um, to move on to the final segment of the show, which is family feud. We're going to have some fun here, Brenda. I don't want you to shout out any answers. You can certainly think of them in your head. Um, but what we're going to do, we're going to play Family Feud, uh, the winner of this will receive Camo Complete Energy. I'm going to show some energy shots right now. These are just two of the flavors. Um, they've also got uh, a pink one and a blue one. And these are, you know, comparable to five-hour energy, except these are natural, delicious flavors. It's made in the USA. There's the American flag on it right there. As a matter of fact, it's made locally in Huntington, West Virginia. We ship this stuff all over the nation. You can also buy them at camoenergyshots.com. So if anyone wants to just buy some right now, camoenergyshots.com. But if you want to win some, win Family Feud. First one to three wins. I'm going to smash a button and we're going to move on. <laughs> Oh, by the way, um, Ashley out here in Holler Nation says uh, her boy, her boyfriend, Derek, says the smell and look of my yard after I cut it. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, um, fresh cut grass also, you know, I'm a sport guy. I grew up playing tons of sports. And when I smell grass a certain way in the spring or summer, my brain instantly throws me out onto like a soccer field or a baseball field, which feels in turn so peaceful to me because it's something about that innocence that I had when I was a child out there playing soccer, running around. And uh, it is, it's a good underrated 
pleasure. Anyway, we're on to Family Feud. Uh, you guys can uh, type away as fast as you can. The way it's going to work, I'm going to throw out the question, the Family Feud question. Whoever gets the number one answer first, the number one Family Feud answer first, uh, is going to take the point. First one to three wins, and you're going to win a Camo Complete Energy Variety Pack. We need you to DM us your address if you win. Even if you've won in the past, we need you to DM us your mailing address. That way we don't forget to send these out to you. So let's have some fun with it. Gracie's going to be the scorekeeper. She's going to be the judge. Um, okay, let's start it. Here we go. First question. Question number one. Name something that shrinks. What's the number one answer? Name something that shrinks. <laughs> Holler Nation. You guys are going to get weird. I can feel it. It's been. Plus, I can get weird with the buttons finally. And there it is. Already weird. <laughs> right out of the gates, Ashley with penis. Uh, that is incorrect. However, the number one answer is there right away. Um, and that's Delaney. Delaney. That's Delaney. Uh, the number one answer was clothes. So Delaney gets that point. Uh, the number one thing that shrinks are clothes, not to be confused with the penis. Penis. <laughs> uh, what? All right, guys. Question number two. Remember, oh, first one to three wins. Question number two. Name something with a horn. Name something with a horn. 55. Oh. <laughs> Louise. So, Brenda, how long have you and your husband been married? In August, we celebrate our 30th anniversary. Oh, wow. And look at that, too. It's like, not only did you guys make it out, but you've got like this, like, loving, normal, long-lasting marriage. Like, good for you guys, man. Like, seriously, Brenda, you are a success story. Good for you. Thank um, you. Number one answer already in the chat. Is it with Ashley? Ashley? Yeah, is it Ashley? Okay. Ashley's yep. number one answer with car. That's number one answer with a horn. Okay, Holler I Nation. Sure I was going to say something about you and the Viking helmet. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, here we go. Name a body part that should come with a warning label. <laughs> Why? Why do you do this? I don't know. It's just a family feud does it, not me, oh if you really think about shit. it. You're beautiful. Brenda, what are what is um can you remember when you got out of the culture? Uh did you like run across music? A mu music or a movie that you had just never heard of in your life that just blew your mind? Oh, it's hard to pick just one. We started like um binge watching stuff but there's a star trek series um and i can't think of the name of it, but its theme song is like still when i hear it it makes me feel reminds me of freedom yes you feel I, that nostalgic. I love it there's a good underrated little life pleasure for you yeah. um, let's see here um a body part that should come with a warning label so far we've got um mind heart brain teeth booty i like booty that's a great answer um no no number one answer so far guys keep typing body parts that should come with a warning label like think about it if you saw a stranger and you were going to walk up to them and you had to have to be warned about them you know they oh, warning I, actually i think gracie needs this warning label as a matter of fact if i just had to throw that out there it's probably the same warning label I have for you. <laughs> it was the first thing that popped in my head. You butthead. <laughs> okay, I'm going to give you guys like 
five more seconds here. Still no one with the number one. Oh, no, we do have a number one answer. I see it now. Um, the number one answer is mouth. Oh, Ashley, listen, I was thinking these hands. You can catch these hands. Gracie, you can catch these hands because of your mouth. That's what I'm saying. Uh, Gracie, can you give us a score update, please? Delaney won. Ashley won. Does, didn't Ashley win a second ago as well? Doesn't she have two? I meant two. I can't count today. See, Ashley, I got your back just like that. Sorry, yeah. Checking on chili dough. Outside taste freeze. Yeah, one more. COVID brain is just really. Yeah, here we go. We're back. <laughs> We're back. Um, all right, guys. Uh, one more. One more is going to win it for Ashley, but first one to three wins. Here we go. Name something couples come up with a cute name for. God, that is worded really poorly. That's exactly what it says. Name something couples come up with a cute name for. Oh. Uh, according to Brenda's last uh, culture, um, their children, they mix, they do name mashups. And uh, next thing you know, your kid's named Gasoline and Trampoline. <laughs> Man, I really wish I had the uh, uh, Come On Eileen button. When she said that, I was like, I want it. Man, that's I've funny. Got to, we've got to add that to the board. Has to. Um, okay. So the number one answer is in the chat because it's pets. And somebody said dog. Pets. Oh, Ashley. Ashley just took you guys out just like that, that fast. Well done, Ashley. We're going to mail you some camo complete energy. Um, make sure you DM us your address. We'll get that out to you. Um, Holler Nation, well done this evening. Brenda, um, I hope that, uh, A, I hope that we didn't take too much of your time. We're at exactly an hour right now. Uh, thank you so much for, for uh, you know, you're all the way on the West Coast. Thanks for taking the time. Did you have fun this evening? I hope. I did. I did. And if anybody wants to ask more questions, you can find me on Facebook and I'm more than happy to answer questions. That is so fantastic. You're so open and honest. You're so open and honest and real. Uh, I am so thankful that people like you exist in this world. This is exactly why I like to just go out and meet random people. I'm, I'm thinking, Brenda, in our little uh, uh, funny group that we're in uh, about the names, the tragic names, I'm thinking that's going to spice up and people are probably going to ask you stuff in there again because I did post in there that we were that we were live. Um, Gracie, anything else before we get out of here? Uh, no, I don't guess. <laughs> right. I have nothing. <laughs> Brenda, Brenda, thank you so much for, for coming out this evening. Uh, I hope your family continues to avoid COVID. Hopefully we just get over it all together. We would like to uh, probably check up on you like in a year or so. Maybe we'll come back to this and just see what's up in the world of Brenda. Does that sound okay? Sounds great. Okay. Thank you so much, Brenda. I'm going to uh, smash a bunch of buttons. We're going to get out of here. Holler Nation, we will see you next round. We're off next week because we're out of town. So we'll see you next round. Y'all beautiful. Mountain Day. I tried this one chili and it set my mouth on fire and I had to drink a two liter of Mountain Dew. It's been... It's Britney, bitch. The number of people that just stick around and let me hit all these things. I love you, Holly. Listen, honestly, I don't know why we do it. What? Here's the last one. It's Gracie's favorite. Don't you want to become a cult leader? How appropriate, Brian. Since the death of God, there's been a vacancy. You can feel that. Is that really, 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 yeah.
That's exactly why I saved that one because it's so creepy. Oh, jeez. That's it. Holler Nation, 